Hi, everybody. It's Sally Wagner with High Frequency Mindset Podcast. I'm glad you're here today. And I'm very glad to welcome our guest today, Jennifer Urezio. Jennifer, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so happy you're here. Let me introduce you to our listeners, and then we'll have our nice conversation. Jennifer is the founder of Soul Language, a paradigm that puts tangibility to soul so a conscious connection can be established to enable crystal clear decisions for success. Jennifer is also a master intuitive and the author of two best-selling books. Currently, she has trained over 30 practitioners worldwide in soul language. Currently, there are over 5,000 individuals all over the world connecting to their soul languages. Jennifer, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Well, thank you. I am very pleased and honored as well to have you here. And uh, you and I met probably about a year ago, I believe. God, it's been that long. Wow, yeah, time flies. I know, maybe not quite, but I mean, I mean we're, we're in a, a group together, the Dames, yes. which is how we met. And uh, then I was very privileged to work with you on soul language. And it's, it was an amazing experience. And I'm just happy to share that with everybody. So it, give us a little insight into how you got on that journey. <laughs> uh, I was asking really big questions like, why am I here? I know that there's something bigger inside of me. Why am I so angry? Where are my people? Um, and okay, so I know my life purpose. That's great. What, what do I do with that? And I went to speak at a conference on, uh, I was talking about essential oils and life purpose. And I sat down next to this woman and she went, we're going to be friends. And I was like, totally. And then my inside voice was like, why her? And not this other woman across the way who looks really nice, but I really don't care if I ever see her again. Like, what is that? And what I heard through divine guidance was, oh, that's soul language. And I was like, okay. And I just kept asking questions. And before long, I had this paradigm to put tangibility to soul and then the soul of a business. And I started identifying people and they kept saying the same thing, whether they were on the path for a second or for decades was like, oh my God, you just put words to what I know is true inside of me. And when people have the human words to that intangible thing, it creates a, a different connection, a stronger connection. It allows the human to put their human pain aside for really deep clarity and to feel closer to that thing that they call divinity, whether it be rock, mom, God, Bob, it doesn't matter. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember the first time I identified someone who knew nothing about soul language, nothing about the 107 core energies of soul. And I said, okay, so one of your soul languages is partner. How does that resonate with you? And she said, well, before I got on the phone, I sat down and I asked myself what would be one of my soul languages. And she said, I wrote down the word partner. Wow. Yeah. And I, I've worried your energy. So I, I first stopped crying and she's like, Oh my God, are you okay? I was like, yeah, but you really just told me I'm not crazy. Yeah. And so that it's a tool that allows people to have that jump start to that deep connection. Unlike other paradigms, uh, like Enneagram and human design, which are all amazing. Soul language, actually grows in consciousness. It evolves. And it's not stuck. It's not 2D. It's actually just a starting stone or step for you, for you and me to connect to our soul for deep clarity and for deep connection. And 
guidance and to remember that we're whole and complete. Yeah. And, and that's such an important piece of everything, right? In, in everything we do, if, if we are striving to achieve success in business, it starts with us. If we don't have clarity about who we are and why we're here and what we're all about, how can we expect to manifest that in business? Yeah. I mean, you know, we put everything, like we're in a relationship with everything on this planet, right? So if you think of uh, what you're putting into that relationship field that impacts what you're putting in that thing, it will respond. Your business doesn't have free will. It's this glob of amazing divinity energy. So if you put goodness into it, it will expand. If you put your pain, your programming, your sorrow, your bad experiences, your lack, it's going to respond in that manner. And so often people don't understand that business is extremely personal. And in my verbiage with God, business is always good. So are you putting God into your business or are you putting pain? And it's a question I ask myself every day. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember a few years ago, I heard a very successful real estate agent uh, talking about her successful business and somebody asked her, what is her motivation? And she said, fear. And I, I cringed um, a couple couple reasons, right? Because it's like, I'm not sure I would say that in a room full of people. Right. <laughs> and, and I just felt so sad. Yeah. Um, because I, that's, that's not what it is, right? If you're if you're feeding off of fear and into fear in your business, uh, it may be successful. And yet, you can't parts- sustain that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't exactly. you you can't sustain that and it impacts so many other things, right? Yeah. And so at some point, in theory, because I don't want to talk about that woman, I don't know her, but in theory, she's gonna run out of steam because she, her body, her essential nature is not gonna keep pushing, or is not gonna keep agreeing with the humanity, right? Yeah. And so I, I think that's so, there's a great line in the Da Vinci Code, um, which I always remember, which is individuals will go to far greater lengths out of fear than out of love. Yes. And I always remember that because I'm like, wait, am I going to a farther greater out of fear or out of love? It takes much more energy to drive yourself with fear than yeah. with neutrality or courage or love. Yeah. Um and if you're in fear, that's okay. Like, don't try to go from fear to love. Let's get you in a consciousness of neutrality mm-hmm. because you can then make changes. You, people try to go from fear and shame all the way up to the consciousness of love and it's too far of a jump. And then when they don't make it, they berate themselves. That's, it's like 10 levels of consciousness. You, you, yeah. It's physically impossible. Yeah. It's, it, it, it is a journey. It's a process. And, and I think, uh, it, you know, I'm, uh, one of my hats is a life coach. And I think uh, a lot of life coaches um, kind of put people in that position, you know, if they're not immediately manifesting the results that everybody thinks they want or thinks they should have, then there's a tendency for the coach to blame the client. Oh, you, you're not you're not thinking good thoughts. You're you don't have the right mindset. And then the client starts to blame themselves. And and yet there are steps that they need to go through um, to get to that point, right? Um, yeah. and, and when we skip over it, it's, it's just not going to work. Yeah. I, and I always say the more I know, the less I know. 
right? And so I'm very keen about where I am utilizing this thing called knowledge to support ego on cracks direction, Mm. right? And I think that's what soul language is so good about because it allows you to come back to this deep center and go, wait, that's really not what my soul is saying. So one of the things that soul always says that humans misinterpret is soul is always saying more, more, more. And and our humanness misinterprets that as not enough, not enough, not enough, right? Yes. And so when we pull back and we really slow down and we listen, we get a wealth of information and we start to realize that that ego uncrack because without ego you wouldn't get off the couch but is really keeping us in this illusion of what we know to be true because we know if we go to point a and point b we'll be safe it might not feel great and feel full of safety but we know we've done it before so there's a likelihood we will survive that journey but when you start to listen to soul you understand that you're already safe within and it makes every step uh, every challenge a lot easier in in my experience. Yeah, uh, and it, that reminds me, one of the translations that I learned decades ago for uh, the name of God, Yahweh, is I am who I am becoming. And so it's, it's what you were saying. We already are that person. We just need to step into it and claim it. Yeah. And, it and it's about choice, right? That's our greatest yeah. asset, free will. Yes. So I always say to clients, are you choosing to be closer to whatever you call your higher power? Or are you choosing to be far away? Are yes. you choosing to express wholeness and completeness? Or are you choosing to be separate? And it's fine if you're choosing to be separate. I've done it. I'll do it again. Right. But the, the, the awareness and then the, all the judgment that we put on that choice actually compounds everything and doesn't make anything easier. I think a lot of metaphysical mumbo jumbo out there does people a disservice because it's done with such uh rigidity uh, rigidity and such like it's this way or that no Mm -hmm. it's not about that it's about really tuning in and deciding and making the choice of wholeness and completeness doing the internal actions and then taking the external steps exactly and it starts internally right yeah I mean, I've, I've had that experience with uh, so many things and, and miraculous, seemingly miraculous healing, right? Uh, which is not a miracle. It's just how things are. And yet it, it happened first within and right. then I manifested it in my life. Yeah. Love yeah. that. So you do soul languages for individuals and also for businesses, right? Yes. Yes. So people call in a business to do something bigger first for themselves and then for others. And it's pure consciousness. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs think that they are their business and they're not. Their business has its own agenda. It has its own way of being. It has its preferences. And when you understand that, when you can communicate clearly not through mind, but clearly you will do things and make decisions based on, on putting wholeness and completeness into your business. So I'll give you a tangible example. My personal soul languages are very action oriented. I could get more done in 15 minutes than more than most people can all day. My business energy is very still in nature. And I was 
complaining one time in the shower and I was like, where are my people? Blah, blah, blah. And then my business energy went, go to the beach. I was like, oh no, I got things to do and emails to send and programs to write. And the business energy went, oh, Jennifer, go to the beach. I was like, fine. I picked up my stuff and I went to the beach and I came home and there was three new clients in my inbox, right? Yeah. It's about really understanding that energy and allowing yourself to co-create with it. It's here to support you. It's here. It's already designed to succeed. And I think so often we tend to work out our personal pain through this thing called business. Yeah. Some people do it their health. Some people do it through relationships. Some people have multiple ones. But when you realize like, oh, wait, this is an engine that's designed to succeed. All I have to do is put good fuel into it. Mm -hmm. It makes everything at times a lot easier and you feel a lot more freedom. Yeah. Well, and going back to what you said, you know, about people put their, their pain and everything into their business. We hear so much about the mess is the message, right? And, and I think that's true to some extent that we, we are overcoming our, our pain to move into a higher level of frequency and consciousness. And, and yet when we, when we feed only that pain into the business, it's, it's just going to be stuck there. Yeah. When I talk to people about their sacred purpose, uh, which is not about a delivery system, it's not about being a coach or an author or a writer, it's something much more profound. Yeah. One of the questions I ask is, what has been your greatest challenge throughout your journey? Because that's part of the sacred purpose. But that's one of three or four questions, right? right. And so it's really about having that 360 degree understanding of what your sacred purpose is and what the mission of the business is and really creating and a deep acceptance of your of, of it internally. And then you can work on the messaging. I think so often, you know, my first career was marketing and PR. So everyone's like, well, I need the message. I need the message. And I'm like, just tell me what you do. And they'll go, I work with, I was like, no, please don't like, tell me why you are here, why this business was created. And that's where you pull out the messaging, right? That's where you pull out the truth. Mm -hmm. And when you have a deep understanding of that, you could be talking about sliced bread and people are like, I don't know why I need to talk to you, but I need to talk yeah. to you. Right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's that, that connection with our, our, that powerful heart magnet uh, which is like 5,000 times more powerful than our brains in terms of attraction and, and the, the powerful voice of truth that we're broadcasting that, that heart's desire and people hear it. And, and our, our community, you know, naturally wants the tools and the techniques that we've had to establish and experience that thing, so to speak. Yeah. I think so often people, um, there's so much knowledge now that we have this thing called the internet, you know, yeah. uh, I remember a time where we didn't. So, um, that I think sometimes we're just stuck in what should I do? What should I say? Like, I, I notice sometimes when I'm flipping through, you know, the Netflix and the, the prime and the Hulu, like I have like Three, we're, you know, both me and Warner, my boyfriend go, there's so much to watch and there's nothing to watch. Like, what yeah. do we watch? Like, just tell yeah. us what to watch, right? Yeah. 
And I think so often when people are not connected to their soul or their soul or their business, it sort of feels like, just tell me what you want me to do so I can do something because they're flooded with information. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I just thought of this weird study. Uh, You know, you go into the, the 31 flavor ice cream shop and the most common flavors chosen are chocolate and vanilla because the choices are overwhelming. It's like, I, just give me something basic, right? <laughs> just so too much information, too many choices. It's, it's overwhelming and confusing. Yeah. Yeah. You also work with soul language for community. Is that correct? Yes. I just, we've I, been doing that for a while. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I just, um, I just did someone's community yesterday and I've known her uh, for 10 years. And I was like, because it's all done through blind muscle testing. I was like, okay, so I can't make this stuff up. And I gave her her one-liner and we were both just dumbstruck for a moment because she had just finished saying before we started the testing how this is what all of her people are coming to. And it was literally in the one-liner. Wow. And I think that's really powerful when you know the community that's drawing what they're all kind of here to experience with you because it can stop the questioning of your head of what do my clients want and what do I need and blah, blah, blah. And that's all ego. That's all that unsustainable ego trying to keep you in this illusion of safety or getting it right. So you, you get what you want. And, um, we get to really kind of love the human into submission and really starting to tune in. I, I just did mine and I was like, Oh yeah, this totally makes sense. And, you know, I, I was on the phone last week with the, the business of soul peeps, my membership program. And there was like four of them. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I could just do it now. And I went boop, 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 boop. And everyone was like, Oh my God, this is totally. And I was like, they're like, what's yours. I was like, Oh, maybe I should do mine. Right. So it, it allows you that deeper sense. And then you can use some of the phrasing and some of the words and some of the, the skills and talents that were all on the definition sheets to talk directly to your community. And you don't have to stop wondering what they're thinking or feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's a big thing. And, and you hear people who say, oh, create your, your avatar for your client and, and you know, imagine uh, what they wear and what they eat and how they talk and where they go and what they do. And, and it's like, I, it, you know, that's, as you said, that's kind of an ego level of here's what I think. Well, I could be wrong, right? Because I'm, I'm just going by my everyday knowledge of things. Yeah. And what I always do with clients is I do an energetic lineup. So I go, okay, choose three of your favorite people that you know that are part of your community, line them up in a police lineup and strip them down energetically. What do they all have in common? What do they all want? Where do they all want to go? And where are they all now? Mm -hmm. Right. Without being evasive, right? Right. And it's much different than I work with women from ages 20 to 40. Like when you talk to the essential nature of someone, when you talk to their energy, because people always buy off of energy, everyone, that allows you to go, it's a deep connection. And it also allows you to choose clients that are in harmony with you as well. And I think so often when uh, individuals are coming from a place of lack, they'll choose clients that 
make them quiet their desk. I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we all do that at some point, right? And yet I, I tell people you want business. You don't want all business. Um, because I've, I've been in those situations too, where you have the, the yes, that should have been a no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not going to work out. (laughs) No, I remember, uh, when Warren and I were first dating that summer, we were dating, um, we had to go somewhere first for him for something. And and I'm outside and he's like, what is wrong? I was like, this client, he's like, why are you even like fire her? And I was like, oh, that's a great concept. Duh. And I just called her up. I was like, I'm just returning your money. And I have to tell you that that was a long time ago. And at that time I was like, I could have used that money. Right. Mm -hmm. But I was like, it's not worth it. She's not the source for me. She's only a resource. And at that moment, that resource is tainting my well. Yes. And I let her go and I returned her money because I returned her money in total. And we had worked for six months together. I just sent it all back. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that becoming a huge up-leveling in my business because I, I drew a line in the sand and I communicated very clearly with the universe that I am good at my job. I am worthy of it. And no one's the resource for me. Source is the source. I mean, no one's a source for me sources. So it became a big, huge moment. And I always tell people fire them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what you just said uh, about source versus resource is such an important concept. And, and when you mentioned that to me some time ago, it made such an impact on me. And, and I think of that and contemplate on that every single day. It's such an important distinction. Do I rely on source? Is that my source or am I counting on the source? Yeah. I'm at the beginning of the year, I was in the shower and the divine was like, let go Jen and allow the universe to support you. And I was in resistance for it for a little while. Like I would be like, oh yeah, I'm letting go. And then I'd be like, oh no, I'm really not. And it's a, it's a very hard kind of practice for warrior energy because we're so used to moving things along. Mm. But the more that I learned to go, okay, that's not mine. That's not my part to do. Let go. Um, amazing stuff is revealed and opportunities come to me that wouldn't have if I was trying to control things. So as you know, we have to practice our tools and so don't try to practice all the tools at once. Like pick a practice, stick with it, adapt, let it integrate, and then pick another practice, adapt, integrate. Because uh, if you try to do everything at once, you wind up not doing anything. Exactly. And, and that's so hard for us, you know, at the ego level, we want it all now and we don't want to go through the process. It's just like, make it happen now. Right. <laughs> I want to be patient now. <laughs> yeah. I, and- I always yeah. remember that uh, Seinfeld episode where Kramer is pretending he's the movie phone guy. And at one point he can't keep up with them clicking. So he's like, just tell me the movie you want me to see. And I, <laughs> and I always think of that because I always like, okay, just tell me the movie you want me to see God and I'll go see it. But it's really a, 
a co-creative process. It's not yeah. uh, a dictatorship. Exactly. Exactly. And that's uh, a lot of people are still stuck in that paradigm, that mind app of how it is. And uh, it's not that way at all. Yeah. Well, I have one last question. I, I could talk for hours and yet I know we have time <laughs> constraints. Um, so there are so many principles that you've talked about and, and very important principles. Is there one that you could share with us that you would look at your life, your business, your journey and say, that was really important in helping me to get where I am? Yeah, it, it's simple and very complex. It's the principle of, if I knew I was whole and complete, what would I do? What would I say? What would I be? What would I express here? And if I reflect back at some of my choices, I was like, oh, if I said that then, I would have made a different choice. I'm not judging it, but I would have made a different choice. So mm -hmm. it's one of the things that I constantly ask myself, if I knew I was whole and complete, what would I say? What would I do? And then take action from there. That if you do that for the rest of your life, you're golden. Yeah. I, and you're right. It is very complex. There's a lot in there that can be unpacked and, and yet very simple, right? Um, and excellent guidance. That, that is certainly something to tune on to every single day. Well, I, I misrepresented one more question. How can people <laughs> get in touch with you? And, and yeah. this will all be in the show notes, but just, uh, you know, how can they get in touch with you to get more information? The best way is through the website at soullanguage.us. The also easiest way it is to go to Soul Language US and hit the business of soul. There's a lot of free stuff there. There's a whole membership site where you get a ton of stuff and a ton of me uh, in a very cost-effective manner. So check it out. I answer my own emails. I pick up my own phone. Please don't call me at three o'clock in the morning because <laughs> I will answer. Uh, but that's really the best way. Just reach out. Awesome. I love it. And uh, in your contact information that I'm going to be sharing in the show notes, all of that is there as well as a free gift. I can't wait to check it out. And I would encourage everybody else to check it out and get in touch with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. And thank you everybody for listening. Make sure you tune in next time for high frequency mindset.